if there's one thing that we've learned from the NFL wildcard weekend so far is coaching matters. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Monday, Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Please like, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Trying to hit 3,000 subscribers before the draft. Tell your friends, won't you? Turn the notifications on, won't you? Go leave a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast, won't you? I'd appreciate it. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than the Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Just a jam packed sports themed Disneyland weekend of football games, both Saturday and Sunday. And then we have the ultimate test of fandom Tom Brady versus the Dallas Cowboys tonight. But across all of the games, most of the games were great. Most of them were great. They were tight. Except for the Seattle 40, the Seattle 49ers game that was tight for a half. And if it's Mike McDaniel, third string quarterback, going to Orchard Park and playing the prohibitive favorite of that matchup, in the Buffalo Bills, or Brian Dable going to Minnesota and getting what was a somewhat convincing win against the Minnesota Vikings, even though it was closer than what the score, you know, the, the score was fairly close. You know, it was a one score game. Or Brandon Staley versus Doug Peterson on Saturday night. That epic collapse that only the Chargers could execute. All I could not, I mean, all I was thinking about was the Cardinals got to get it right. The Cardinals 100 million percent need to pick the right GM and right head coach. I've talked a lot over the last, you know, what? two years, two and a half years, that if you have a head coach who's a leader, who's an enforcer in some capacity, who you trust to run out of that tunnel on game day with you, you have such a leg up. It's like having a quarterback one or a wide receiver one with much more weight towards it, obviously. But you shouldn't have to question your coach really ever now sure there's group think there's there's you know powwows there's you know conversations that you have between players and coaches and coaches and coaches and assistant coaches and players and you know everybody all together sure everybody's a work in progress nobody has all the answers i get all that that's 
my disclaimer. And a lot of the time, like, do you think that the Steelers ever question Mike Tomlin, really? Or, or maybe that, do you think the Steelers ever question that Mike Tomlin is going to do what he thinks is best to position his team to succeed? Now you say, well, every coach would do that, obviously. No coach is out to lose. But when you look at what Brian Dable has done in New York with Daniel Jones, what you look at, when you look at what Mike McDaniel's done with the three quarterbacks he's had to throw out there on game day this year, and the fact that they were one score away from beating Buffalo in Orchard Park, you look at Doug Peterson and the resolve that he and Trevor Lawrence had at all, obviously, to come back and just chip away one score at a time at what what once looked like an insurmountable 27-0 lead the Chargers held, even though they were on the road. You see the good and bad of coaching in the NFL, of leadership, of what to do when you have a lead, of how to prepare your team that's severely undermanned in Mike McDaniel and go in and be competitive the entire game. Defense helped with the scoop and score. Be competitive the entire game. Now, there was a gaffe at the end where I think his assistant coaches said that it was a first down when it really wasn't, and it was fourth down, and there was, you know, there, there, was, there, there was a flub at the end. But the fact that they were even there, and the fact that Mike McDaniel all year, after losing to him multiple times, had that team in a position to make the playoffs and win a game against a division opponent who many, if not most, had as a Super Bowl favor going into this season, that's coaching. Daniel Jones, in a contract year, has played his best football. Brian Dable, sure, Daniel Jones has gotten better, I guess, every year. You can ask, you know, Pat Traina, locked on Giants. She does a great job. Um, you know, obviously, she's you know, been in the industry for a long time. She is one of the best that we have here. Um, but what Brian Dable has done is elevated Daniel Jones. That's the dictionary definition of what an elevation of average to maybe like, maybe he's a B talent. He's not a C talent. He's not a C plus talent. He's a B talent, but he's elevated him to B plus a minus in incredibly crucial spots this season. And that culminated in Minnesota where Daniel Jones was the best player on the field. He just was, they couldn't stop him. And the only differentiation between last year and this year is coach. They rolled out pretty much the same team. I think they had less offensive lineman uh, injuries. Andrew Thomas has really emerged as a left tackle. I think he played right tackle. Left, he's left tackle, right? He played left tackle. Um, he emerged, like, because that looked to be a bust of a draft pick his rookie year when he went three or four overall. I can't remember for the Giants. I think four overall. And then he's really emerged as, as a very solid offensive lineman. But Daniel Jones has gotten better this year. And this was the step. I think Jody Ayler from Fox Sports 910 tweeted this out. This is the step we expected Kyler Murray to take this year. And with Cliff gone and with Kime gone and seeing the polar opposites of what could be from the head coach position 
from Brian Dable in New York, maybe Doug Peterson there as well, to Brandon Staley, you got to get it right. You've got to get it right. And the Cardinals, desperately, need to get it right. What do Stephon Diggs and Justin Jefferson have to do with the Arizona Cardinals? I'm going to pay that tease off. So we call it tease in the biz. Next, Locked On Cardinals, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Okay. How does it work? You ask. I'm going to tell you. You pick two to five players. And if they score more or less in their prize picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Price picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. It includes NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball. When it comes back, it seems to be right around the corner. Uh, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis. You get the idea. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. They're safe and fast withdrawal, withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. Download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, PricePix will give you 100. If you deposit 50, PricePix will give you 50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. And this episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by BetterHelp. Okay, therapy is important. <laughs> All right, it is. Um, unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. And BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere, 100% online. Everyone deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp makes it easier to get started. As the world's largest therapy service, they've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. All the benefits of in-person therapy, plus it's more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with the therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. Couldn't be any simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic. No endless searching for the right therapist. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. What do Stefan Diggs and Justin Jefferson have to do with the Arizona Cardinals? I'm going to talk about it. Alex Lancey, Locked On Cardinals. Um, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I am on mission 3K subscribers by the draft. We've got a couple months. Let's make it happen. Stephon Diggs was traded to the Buffalo Bills for first and a couple other picks. And that first round pick for Minnesota turned into Justin Jefferson. It was a mid to late first round pick. And this is what I'm envisioning for DeAndre Hopkins. So if we're at the point where, you know, unless... My disclaimer above all of this is I hope they bring him back. I think DeAndre Hopkins is more valuable than especially a second round pick. I just think it, the Cardinals have a full slate of picks this year. They got a full slate of picks moving forward. So 
I don't think that they have to trade DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think so. It looks like that's what the writing on the wall is, but I'm still in the camp of if he wants to come back, if they can work it out to where it won't eat up all of the cap and it won't, you know, him, DeAndre, him, Kyler Murray, and um, Hollywood Brown don't take up, you know, 60% of the available cap space, like, I would bring him back. But if they don't, I'm personally thinking that you can rule out a third-round pick or less. Like, this isn't like a third and a fifth situation. If it's a two and a four and the Cardinals send back a fifth, something like that, I can get behind. But there are a lot of good teams that will have first-round picks that will give up a first-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. I believe that. I'm not overvaluing DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins, when healthy, is a top-10 receiver in the league. And I know that this last season sucked. I know this last season started with him on the shelf because he got caught taking PEDs. I defend the fact that I don't. I think that he didn't know that there was a banned substance in there. I do, because I have no reason not to believe otherwise. He doesn't have a checkered pass by any stretch. He's it's a model citizen who just doesn't practice as much as other wide receivers. So if the Cardinals, like I know a name, a team name that's been uh, floated around is the Patriots because on an episode of Hard Knocks, Bill Belichick and DeAndre Hopkins were getting chummy on the sidelines. The Patriots have the 14th overall pick. Like this would be, if they, if the Patriots give a 14th overall pick for DeAndre Hopkins, that would be a fleecing. Like, there is a far cry between the 14th overall pick and like the 26th. And if the Cardinals have to trade, like say the Cardinals trade DeAndre Hopkins in a third for that first overall pick for that top, you know, top 15 pick, I would take it in a heartbeat. We'll take it in a heartbeat. So the reason why I say this is there is a guy who went from being the Blitnikoff winner at Pittsburgh and you know, transferring to USC and being the number one receiver for Caleb Williams at USC. Now, their defense was terrible. If they had any sort of defense, they probably could have won the national championship this year. Jordan Addison is a perfect fit for the Arizona Cardinals, in my opinion, okay? Because he can do both. He's six feet. Okay, he's not 5'8". Not every – they drafted um, the kid out of Iowa State, who, of course, I can't remember now. Um, oh, my God. Uh, Damn it. Why can't I remember his name? doesn't matter. Who is 6'4", who's now out of the league. Um, and Jordan Addison is an absolute terror. Okay? And – and I saw some people, like, we were going back and forth on Twitter about this. Uh, you can follow me at Clancy's Corner if you want to have conversations about this, other things. Um, he can do both. He is, he's got some Rondale Moore in him, where he's got that first burst, that Tesla burst is what I call Hollywood Brown and, and Greg Dorch and Rondale Moore, that 0 to 60 and 2.6. He's got that, and he's an outside threat also. Like, I think... He's the best receiver in the draft. I think he's slated as number two. I know Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be a hot name, even though he had a terrible year this year. Whether I think he got injured on one of the, fir- the first series, the first offensive series for Ohio State. Everybody's looking towards next year for Marvin Harrison Jr. 
But I think Jordan Addison, if the Cardinals could get like, there's a couple things in play here. One, if the Cardinals could get him in the first round, you draft him. Okay, not at three, but if they were to trade DeAndre Hopkins for a first rounder and they were to get a mid to late first rounder for DeAndre Hopkins, Jordan Addison being there, you take him. Because you can get a need at three, you get a need later in the draft and hopefully in free agency. The only other wrinkle is if they want to hire Sean Payton, they're going to have to trade for Sean. They're going to have to trade him. And I still am in the camp that you trade a second this year and a first next year because that first next year is going to be much less valuable than it is this year. The Cardinals are not trading a top five pick for a head coach. They're not. They have too many They have too many holes in their roster. But the reason why I brought Stephon Diggs for Justin Jefferson thing is if you could trade DeAndre Hopkins and get a mid to late first round pick, and turn that into a player like Jordan Addison, and he ends up panning out, you win. He's not going to be DeAndre Hopkins, probably, because DeAndre Hopkins, in my opinion, should be a Hall of Famer. I, I don't know if he will be. He's fringy. He's Andre Johnson. But I think that that's a course of action that would immediately make the Cardinals better. You have a young, incredibly talented, multifaceted wide receiver to put alongside Hollywood Brown, Greg Dorge, Rondell Moore. Yeah, they're not going to be the tallest wide receiver group. Okay, that's what you have tight ends for. But that would be ideal for me moving forward. DeAndre Hopkins, late first rounder, draft Jordan Addison, giddy the hell up. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. There is a game tonight that it's another little sweaty time for the Arizona Cardinals, especially Arizona Cardinals fans who think Sean Payton should be the next head coach of said Arizona Cardinals. I will talk about what happens if the Cowboys lose, but there's a couple different ways that they could lose if they were to. And I will break down which one would most likely tip the scale for Jerry Jones to fire Mike McCarthy to pave the way for Sean Payton, who is tight with the Dallas Cowboys organization. That's next Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by Ultimate Pro Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. You manage every strategic aspect, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise to free agency and the draft, and all the ups and downs of a season. And all this is a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free, playable online. You play offline, I should say. You play on the go as well as when you want to. So, Locked On Cardinals listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. So, make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate gm.com or look it up on the app store. That's ultimate gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. I mean, these players have been fascinating. Fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. Patrick Mahomes being 27 is the oldest quarterback still alive in the AFC. That's bonkers. Like, we all did in this little inlet here, a little soliloquy, if I may. Um, do you remember five years ago or so, right when Tom Brady was supposed to retire, and when Drew Brees was about to retire and Peyton Manning had just retired, it's like, oh no, 
is the future going to be bright? Like Patrick Mahomes was there, but is it going to be top? Josh Allen was not a good quarterback back then. Four years ago, I guess, because he, you know, he's, this is his fifth year, I think. Like, look at where we are with young quarterbacks in the NFL. This is like compound interest. It's, it ain't ever going to, they, young quarterbacks just come in more ready than ever. And that's not to say all, but with this bunch, we're, we're looking to be in pretty good shape. We're going to be in pretty good shape. Um, this is a huge game for Arizona Cardinals fans who think Sean Payton should be the next head coach and who think it's right. And, and listen, if, if they hire Sean Payton, or, you know, and they trade for him and they hire him, you are going to get zero pushback from me. Zero, zero, zero. I think D'Amico Ryans is the right choice. There was a great interview. There was a great um, interview done by Brian Flores for the head coaching job. I said that weird. I said that weirdly. Like he was interviewing somebody for, you know, a, a news report or something. Brian Flores interviewed very well for the Arizona Cardinals head coaching position last week. Um, and if they hire Brian Flores, great. I don't think Brian Flores was the problem in Miami. That roster was terrible. And they started hot. They started hot with him as head coach. He is probably the most suited to be head coach out of all of Bill Belichick's coaching tree. Charlie Weiss, Bill O'Brien, even though Bill O'Brien won a handful of games in a row, a handful of games, they won a couple of division titles there um, before he vilified himself in Houston. But if the Cowboys lose tonight in convincing fashion, I don't think Mike McCarthy should get fired. I don't know. It's been this with Dak. It's been this with that team before Mike McCarthy. It's the same thing. Mike McCarthy's winning a lot of games as a head coach. A lot of them without Dak this year. So I don't really understand why they would fire him. I would fire Brandon Staley before I fired Mike McCarthy. But the nightmare scenario for the Cardinals is split into two. For those who think that Sean Payton should be the next head coach. One, they lose by 30. Something like that. You know, whatever. They lose 27-10. And it's not close. Play calling's bad. There's no cohesion. There's a lot of penalties. Things like that. Like cosmetic things that are compounding the issue. That head coaches are responsible for penalties, bad timeouts. I'm getting flashbacks. Um, That's one. Number two, if Dallas pulls a Chargers, if they go up, you know, 17-3 at halftime or something like that, and they end up losing, something like that, that's a much more fireable offense in my opinion because Jerry Jones don't play no mess. He will, he would have fired Brandon Staley on the tarmac after that loss to Jacksonville. Dean Spanos, the owner over there, not the same. And I'm not saying Brandon Staley should have been fired, but if you want Sean Payton to be the head coach, it's an easy final scapegoat, final nail in the proverbial uh, coffin um, to fire your head coach. Jerry Jones, in my humblest of opinions, will not wait to fire Mike McCarthy if Mike McCarthy deserves it based on this game. Because above all else, Jerry Jones wants to win. You know, above all else, he wants to be relevant. He wants to win the prize whenever he can. And the prize now is Sean Payton, even though it's not necessarily going to come to fruition that way that he's going to be the best choice. Because you look at Sean Payton and Mike McCarthy's numbers back-to-back, they're not far off. They're not far off. Those are the two nightmare scenarios for those who want the Arizona Cardinals to sign Sean Payton as the next head coach. 
Tampa Bay blows them out, or Dallas is up two scores, and then Tampa Bay comes back and wins, you know, in a Jacksonville-ish fashion. Those are the two. Because if it's a close game, and it, it, you know, it comes down to a field goal at the end, and it wasn't bad play calling, it wasn't, you know, running the oop-de-oop when you're, you know, when it's a tie game on third and six, something like that, that, that Mike McCarthy has direct control over, even though I know Kellen Moore calls the majority of the plays. Like, if it's not a coach-induced loss and it's close, I don't think they'll fire him. Two things you want to root against. Absolute boat racing by Tampa Bay and Dallas being up a bunch and then Tampa Bay coming back and win. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Um, I'll talk to you tomorrow.